Hi, welcome to Tamiwa Oluen Podcast. Thanks for downloading, and as you listen, you are guaranteed an encounter with the word. Psalm 121 from verse 1 to 4. Psalm 121 from verse 1 to 4. In fact, you should know that scripture in your head by now. Psalm 121 from verse 1 to 4. I love the message. They're making me love it from the media department. I look up to the mountains. The mountains he's talking about is not Olumorok. It's not Erinjisha Falls. It's not a particular kind of mountain. It's talking about a spiritual disposition. I look up to the mountains. Does my strength come from the mountains? Verse 2. No. My strength comes from where? From God. Who made heaven hurt and the mountains itself. Verse 3. He won't let you stumble. Your guiding God, or you say your guiding God, will not fall asleep. Now verse 4. Not on your life. Not on his account. Will he let you fall? Or will he let you stumble? Or will he let that trouble to overpower you? He said the, the, Israel, the, the guardian of Israel does not doze and does not sleep. Even the security guard you have in your house goes to bed at some time. Sometimes when I check my security camera, I see that my security guard is fast asleep. So I promised myself that one of these days I'll start doing Tom and Jerry for him. I'll just fire a bullet from wherever I am and let's see if he'll wake up. But guess what? I have seen some people that even at the sounds of bullet, they are still fast asleep. I grew up in Ring Road. So sometimes my mom is like, didn't you hear the bullet at night? I'm like, which bullet? He said it was making sounds on the roof. I said, which bullet? I didn't hear it, anything. So according to this scripture, we started a message. And I made you understand that true help only comes from God, but is carried out through men. And God has stopped coming down to help any man. He sends man to help a man. So if you are the type, because I said it last Sunday, if you are the type that has a repelling character towards men, that's the reason why you can't experience help. Everybody irritates you. Everybody is annoying to you. You pick at every little thing. You choose your friends based on the coving of their nose. If their nose is not as coughed as yours, it's not your friend. If I, when I was growing up, I don't know if there are some people that are like this. They had that. I've stopped. I've repented. I'm not a born again child of God. Once you're fat, you can't be my friend. Because I feel like you occupy space. Because if you're my friend, I want us to be able to be exchanging things. Exchange shoes, exchange shirt. But I know that once I borrow you my shirt and you are fat, it will tear. And there was something they taught us in integrated science and food and nutrition. I don't know if you did that in your school. They will never teach you that fatness could be hereditary. And fatness could come as a result of sleep. They give us an assumption that fatness is food. So I look at you that you're fat. I'm like, you like food too much. 
So God has stopped coming down. He sent a man to help a man. So divine help is rightly delivered to a man that is positioned. And like I said on Wednesday, if you were here, you can still get the teaching on YouTube. So this is where a man has to place ultimate priority on his space. You must pay ultimate priority on the relationship that you embrace. Because the, whatever relationship you want to embrace now must be a relationship that must add value to your life and your destiny. You want to be a medical doctor and all your friends are mechanic. You can't go far. You can't go far. So that's why I, I, I have a little bit of counsel to some folks who feel intimidated when you see some people forming cliques. Listen, they have a plan. Cliques have plans. Cliques have vision. I think there is a saying that says, if you can't join them, do something. I can't remember. So stop feeling intimidated. Like, oh, in my workplace, there is a group of four people that are always together. Listen, those four people are not together because they are drinking and smoking. They have an agenda that you are not a part of. How come one person leaves an organization and it's so very easy for 10 other people to follow him? Not that the company was bad to them, but there is just something that joins them together. Something tells them that we are following your leading. Let's go. When I was in secondary school, uh, I don't know if they still do it now. There's always what they call cliques. First man, first lady, and all that stupid stuff. I will always fight my cousin. Because my cousin's group then was called, uh, was it Blinks or something like that? So I was so intimidated. No, his own was called Kiplet Crew. Yeah, Kiplet Crew. They joined their name together and formed something. These guys knew the parties in town. They knew the upcoming ladies in different schools. They had money. There was no electronics that came on town. They didn't know. These guys were innovative. Whenever they ask us and say, mention countries, we didn't know more than Nigeria, United Kingdom. In fact, some of us do not say United Kingdom. We say England or we say London and USA. We didn't know. Oh, what's the capital of USA? We didn't know. But these guys were oriented. They knew stuff. One time my cousin looked at me and said, what's your email? I looked at him and said, email. I don't understand. He said, what's your email? I said, email. What was the email? Because they were not just a group of guys who were just acting like big boys in school. They realized that a whole bunch of them, I think there were five or six, their span was directed towards a particular area. Have you seen a group of people where by any time they sit down, all they are discussing is soccer. All they are discussing is technology. So you are feeling intimidated like, why can't they be my friend? Listen, look for the person that thinks like the way you think. There's a reason why pastors are making good friendship and relationship with a lot of music ministers. Why? Because those are very, very strong, significant factors that help church growth. If I bring Tokman Labi here today, I know how this place will be filled up. But if I bring one powerful man of God from Irin Jesha or Elisha, Pastor John, or uh, uh, or something. Some of you should be trying to figure out who the man of God is. But the music minister, you will not even try to do your research. You're just excited. 
So you must embrace relationships that adds value to your life and destiny. Stop subscribing to things that would not define you or amplify you. That's why if you go on my social media page, especially Instagram and Twitter, I follow those that I want to embrace a lot of things from. Some of you are like, no. If let, Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Go on Facebook. You're super proud of yourself that you have 5,000 friends. Do you really know those 5,000 people? It was so bad when Facebook came out. I don't know if some of you acted like the way I acted. Anybody that was bearing your surname, you were just hiding them. So if your surname is Adiemi, all the Adiemis, you are just hiding. Something told you is your cousin that you, you've never met. You just keep hiding. Adiemi, Adiemi, Adiemi. Yeah, it looks like my daddy, Adiemi. Ah, that must be my grandpa's friend. You were just hiding. Somebody once said, he said, he said, he said, a mentor that you don't have a relationship with is not your mentor. It's a role model. You must have a relationship with whoever you call mentor. Whoever you call your man of God, whoever you call your prophet, whoever you call your leader, you must have a relationship with them. That's why I said one time in THN Church, I said, when the Lord blesses me with children and the child says, my mentor is so, so person, that means I'm not a good father enough. Because you can't see Obama. You will never meet Obama. And Obama is your mentor. Obama does not even know you exist. So divine help is delivered to a man that is rightly positioned. Because the weights of life will make you disregard people. I'm trying to give you a recap of Wednesday before I get into the main teaching. The weights of life will make you disregard people. It will make you disregard people. I posted something on the WhatsApp platform of the church about Steve Harvey. Every Christmas, he still buys TV for that teacher that said you'll never be on TV. One time I was watching Winner's Chapel service and Bishop Oedipo was so, uh, was so eager to call out a man who was his principal. And the man came forth and the man was like, ah, he was looking at him and said, ah, David, David, David. He was saying, ah, papa, papa, like... He said, Papa, Papa, do you want to say something to them? What did the man say? The man said, I'm not surprised at where you are. He said, because even while you were in secondary school, you would gather your friends and go into empty buildings and you'll be praying. The weights of life will make you disregard people. You look at somebody and say, no, this one cannot be my friend. Listen, one thing that people see easily, you can easily detect the potentials in somebody, but you don't know how far the person can go. I'm telling you the truth this morning. You don't know how far the person can go. You can see the potentials. Oh, he's very dramatic. Oh, he's very zealous. Oh, he's very hardworking. You cannot tell how far the person can go. Because I've learned so much in physics that potentials is just like an object that is being placed. What really makes that object powerful is when a kinetic force is acted on it and the object moves. So when you see somebody who is prosperous, don't be shocked. He's always shown the potentials. He's always shown it. So true men, because not everybody is a true man, true men pay attention to their space. Your space must not be filled with men. Your space must be filled with loaded men. I keep saying that. 
That's one of the biggest revelations that I got this year. Didn't get it from any man of God, but the Holy Spirit dropped that on me. He said, Tomoa, fill your space with loaded men. Men that will be of solid advantage to you. When we were doing some constructions at some time, somebody cracked the joke and I supported it. And what did the person say? The person said, Pastor, uh, if not that THN church is not like CAC. I was like, what do you mean? And what did he say? He said, in this kind of construction, if it was CAC, they will never give the job to a laborer. The music director will carry block. Usher will... In fact, in the midst of the entire church, go to churches like that, CAC. They have all the labor they are looking for. Have you not been to redemption camp? People going there with pregnancy? Is there a maternity center? But they are just women that tell themselves, I'm a matron. I've been there for 16 years. They know how to bring the baby out. So just in case you are going to redeem and you, don't, you can't afford a private hospital or a public hospital, there's a redemption camp waiting for you. And the child will come out ill and heavy. There's a mechanic in churches. There are this, this, this and that. I grew up in churches like that. Pastors don't try to stagger around and say, ah, who fix this roof? Who fix this? What are we saying? When the pastor's protocol is a professional carpenter, come on, get on the roof and do it. Your space must be filled with loaded men. You must, your space must be crowded with advantages. You must look around you and see a lot of opportunities, people that can push you. But if that's not your experience, it's because you are dislocated and you are disadvantaged. And like I said last week, when you're dislocated, you are helpless. When you're dislocated, you are in pain. If you've ever experienced any kind of dislocation before, I have. You are in pain. Sometimes you cancel a whole bunch of appointments because you can't afford to go. Sometimes you are in trouble because there's an expectation from you, but you can't deliver. And sometimes you're useless. They bring food to you on bed. They do everything for you. Because you're dislocated, you're in pain. You can't do anything. You're as useless as it were. Because there is a location where help is best experienced. That's a location where help is best experienced. I can't remember the Yoruba movie I was watching a long time ago. I wish I remember the title. They were going to give this lady a promotion or something, maybe to go outside the country. But all of a sudden, the company realized that she had a particular kind of sickness, I think epilepsy or so. And the board of directors looked at it and like, we can't afford to push you to represent the company. So they looked at the person who was far behind her and administered that promotion to the person. So there is a standpoint. There is a place where help is best experienced. So if we are saying we want divine help, there is a disposition. There's a place where you must be. There's a mentality you must have. There's a relationship you must uphold. It's very easy to say somebody committed rituals because you look all around him, you can't see anybody who is as rich as he is. Think about it. 
But when you see somebody who's worldly, who is prosperous, and you look at his friend, and his best friend is Otedola, his uh, best man was Dangote, his this was uh, uh, Toye, all those big guys that you know in Lagos. You can't doubt. In fact, if somebody tells you he's doing Yahweh, you doubt it. You doubt it. One of the earliest messages I learned from Reverend Sam, I Reverend Sam said, he said he made up his mind that he was going to move with innovators. People who really don't have money, but they have ideas. That's why they will advise young ladies when you are in primary school and secondary school that don't go for a man that has TV, go for a man that has a vision. Because if you're paying too close attention to the way this generation is going, people are running out of TVs. I'm telling you the truth. A young guy who is rich, who has everything going on with him, does not even need a TV when he has a tablet, when he has a phone. I can't even remember the last time I turned on a TV to watch because I have everything on my phone. So if you're so eager, say, ah, he's my guy, I like him, he has PS5, he has flat screen. I've run out of those things. But a man with vision can reproduce those things. So I learned that from Reverend Sam. And what did he do? He started moving with those who are experts in certain fields, who had innovations, who had ideas. And look at where he is today. You hold no man anything when you start thinking that I can't leave this friendship. We grew up together on the same street. And that's the wrong stereotype we have in this society. You schooled in Ibadan and you probably firmly got admission to another state or you went to serve in another state. Something makes you feel that once you get back to Ibadan, you should go and make friends with those same people that have not gone as far as you are. Listen, once you're exposed to something new, create a new thriving relationship in that place. Create it. If you know where God is taking you to, look for those who have passed that street. They can tell you. They can tell you what's there. They'll tell you, oh, you, you, you're going this route, this, 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 that. So there's a location where help is best experienced. And I told you because I want to get to my teaching now. That there is always something that hinders people from getting this help. And the biggest factor is that they are not ready to embrace his word. Because before he brings about the healing, he must have sent forth his word. So why would a man tell himself that he, is, he, 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 he finds his art to embrace God's word? Is that he feels that he is being rebuked. He feels less. And sometimes they feel judged. God's word has never been designed to judge you. God's word has never been designed to rebuke you. God's word does not even have the capacity to make you feel less. How do you want to tell me that God's word make you feel less? And this is the same word that, he, that said, he that lives in me is greater than he who lives in the world. The question to ask yourself is, how big are you for you to utter that statement? You're not a big size person. You're not big show that I will say you are that big. So what's inside of you? Even my spiritual father will say what is inside of you is a heavy capacity. How do you know this? You're just small in stature. 
So why would you say God's word makes you feel less? Second Timothy 3, 16, 17 even tells us that. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. Let's see. Let's see. Just, you know, it's always a good place to just recap. It says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. So God's word has been designed to help you get better. God's word has been designed to push you forward. So some seeing correction as a rebuke. Some seeing correction as a reproach. Some seeing as a response to your mistake. The truth of the matter is that the one who created you does not even look at your mistakes. It doesn't. There is nothing about your works that justifies you for righteousness. There is nothing about your works that justifies you for salvation. There's nothing. That's why I give a very quick counsel to those who try to talk about men of God. Listen, before that God came, he's a man. He's a man. That's why in Christ's embassy, the pastor told me, he said, Tomorrow, if you really say you want to do the work of the Lord, if you really say you want to serve God in this capacity, I would advise you, do not get too close to any pastor. I thought she was trying to lure me away from ministry. But that's the truth. That's the truth. Go and look at all those who felt that they were going to be pastors and moved into a pastor's house. They eventually did not become a pastor. Because the moment you move into the pastor's house, you will see that he is not just a man of God. He's a man. He's a man. In fact, you can't even live in someone like Oedipo's house. You will think about your calling. You can't come and live in someone like my house now. You see, you doubt if I'm a man of God. Doubt it. Is it me that inside the bathroom I'm dancing puga? And now comes to church and teach expressly. And someone's like, wow, Pitons, I was blessed. I was dancing puga in the bathroom. But what some of you are expecting is every day, Pastor is just speaking in tongues, same vision. Really? Even Pastor Debo will tell you, God speaks to me once in a while. I'm telling you. Because when you get too close to a man of God, listen, your highs is not seeing his strength. Your highs is seeing his weakness. And the moment you get crowded with that weakness, you will lose focus. You lose focus. That's why I gave a narrative. I think it was home training on Friday. I gave a narrative. You are excited when you are toasting her. Everything about her was looking so beautiful. In fact, you saw her in your dream. And if you are like me, the day she says yes to you, that's the day you enter the kitchen and start washing plates. I did all of that stuff. But two weeks down the line in the relationship, your eyes is no longer on the beauty. You are looking for errors. Why is your eyelashes like that? You, it was there before you toasted her. It was there. The annoying one is when a guy, they are watching movie and the lady farts. You're like, why are you farting? No, she won't fart. You know, so, some guys talk as if they are exempted. I'm trying to help the ladies here. Say, why are you coughing? No, she won't cough. 
Why are you sneezing like that? You, how do you sneeze? I have a cousin that once he sneezes once, it must be seven before the thing stops. So whenever I'm, my, I'm in my grandmother's house and he starts sneezing, my grandmother says, mm, first one. Ah, till back, pay seven, could they stop? I'm like, grandma, do you know? He said, I want to study here, seven me. Till today, till today. I still saw him this year, he sneezed in front of me. I counted seven. That's just it. So you're not saying, I can't, I can't deal with that. In fact, the most annoying one is when it comes to feeding. You know that's how he drinks water. That is Adam's apple. Is this Adam's apple? Uh-huh. Is Adam's apple used to make sound like drum set? You know. You know. But you just have an issue with it. So when he wants to drink water, you're like this. Correction is not a rebuke, but it promotes adjustment, it promotes improvement, it promotes amendment, it helps you create a standard. I gave you a scripture last Sunday, but I want to give you one that is new Job chapter 36. Job 36. Let's start from verse uh, 5. Job 36 from verse 5. It said, Behold, God is mighty. But despises no one. Can you see that? He's not looking at your wrongs. He's not looking at your mess. Say, Pastor, I really know the reason why I'm not seeing help is because my past was terrible. That's not true. He is mighty in strength of understanding. Listen, he understood why you committed that error. Now, I'm not exempting you. I'm not justifying your errors. But listen, no man on his right senses intentionally commits an error. Man. man in his right senses just like a guy who has determined in his mind and say I, 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 I know that girl is coming to visit me Lord I promise I will not touch her I will not do anything but she came into your house you only had one chair and both of you sat on the same chair that's what they call body chemistry that's what they call it and even the girl that is coming to you think she made the same prayer that you prayed someone who left her house from Lagos and came to Bano to say hi to you. She didn't come to say hi. She came to say more than hi. Because there's enough places to go in Lagos, but she came to, she risked her life. So she must boost her life to go back. It's the truth. He's mighty in strength of understanding. He understands your weakness. Now, verse 6. Verse 6. He does not preserve the life of the wicked, but gives justice to the oppressed. Verse 7. That's where I want to show you something. Verse 7. Can we have verse 7? He does not withdraw his eyes from the righteous, but they are on the throne with kings, for he has seated them forever, and they are exalted. I think where I'm looking for is verse 8 or verse 9. Verse 8. Let's go to verse 8. Verse 8. If they are bound in fetters. Yeah, we're getting there. Held in the courts of affliction, verse 9. Verse 9 tells us what he do. He tells them their work and their transgression. The first, before he, read, before he delivers help to you, he tells you what you've done to put you in that trouble. That's why my pastor in Houston does not have a challenge bringing you out of death, but he wants to know what led you there. And he advises you not to go that route again. 
That's why I want to give a big. I want to give one of the. the one of, see, it's, it's not a business school, but what I'm about to say to you now is something that people pay a lot of money for in business school. Listen, if you are about to start a job, if you are about to start any project, if you are about to do anything, the wrongest place to go get a loan from is a bank. It's the it's the wrongest place. You see, it's as good as the bank owns the company. That's the more reason why I say you must load your space with loaded men, loaded with advantage. The best, okay, pastor, where's the best place to go? If you, if God lays a vision in your heart and it's money demanding, the best people to go to are people that believe in you. A bank will never believe in you. When the bank sees how big your vision can be, that's how big the return percentage will be. That's why a lot of churches in the United States closed down. Because they are trying to compete with mega churches. So they went to collect a huge loan from the bank. You just started ministry. It's not one year old that you went to collect 20 million from a bank. Why? Because you want to buy plot of land. You want to buy drum set. You want to buy keyboard. You want to do lights. You want to make your church the most mega church in the whole of Ibadan. No. Start in your living room. Start in your compound. Look for a small space. Equip the people. Once you've equipped the people enough, it's those people that will bring those things you are looking for. They're the ones. I remember when they started when we started THM back at Shamaho. I was the one buying battery. I was the one buying this. I was the one buying that. They have lost the I've, I've lost count the last time I bought battery. Even church office, they have a small generator they use. I can't remember the last time they say, Pastor, come and buy it. The last time I bought water in the church, I told them this is the last water I'm buying. Today now they are celebrating somebody's birthday. They have bought cake. Thank God it's not from my account. And it's not from church account. It is your vision. Because on my own birthday, you didn't buy cake. So ordinary church member, you want to buy cake? Foot the bill. And Jen is getting to the point whereby I will just be walking in and be preaching. All the bills, church people. You're getting there. You're getting there. At least for the last 10 years, redemption camp has stopped buying cow. It's church people that buys the cow. Each province, each parish, each branch, they are bringing their cow. So you must be intentional about your space. So now let's get back to the scripture. It says, it tells them they are wrong. It tells them what they've done that made them mess up. That they acted differently. They acted differently. They detached from the right instruction. Verse 10. Verse 10. It also opens their hair to what? Instructions and commands that they turn from their iniquity. Iniquity does not mean that you've done something devilish. Iniquity means you've deviated from the right commands. That's iniquity. That's how Pastor Chris will tell us that our definition of sin differs. For someone like me, sin to the Holy Spirit can be like, oh, oh, Pitoms, why did you why did you cheat that person? That's sin. To you, your own can be. You didn't greet that old woman. It's a sin. And you know because of that you can go to a fire. I'm telling you the truth. So don't be church. Don't be that kind of church that thinks that sin is adultery, fornication, backbiting. See, those things might not count on some people's head. And we are never tempted in the same way. We are never tempted. It's someone that has not seen money before that is eager to steal. It's someone that has not tasted what before that is desperate to get it. 
that's what I told some young brothers. I said, I am the, I'm the least person that can carry. Like, I, 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 I did I even put it? I said, I'm, I'm, I'm that pastor that. My focus is not on uh, ah, let's let's pitons uh, protect yourself. Oh, ladies are everywhere. Listen, I've had too much of them already. I'm done. I'm done. Or you are excited, say, ah, I want this man of God to know that he's a true man of God. I'll be, I'll be bringing. See, if you bring one million naira to me, you bring two million naira to me as a seed. The same way I prayed for someone that brought five k is the same way I will pray for you. I will not stand up on my feet and say, hey, two million, kneel down. Let me pray for you. Oh, all my deacons, all my ministers, gather. Let's pray. He just gave. Never. Have we not seen people that sowed seeds in this church and probably they were expecting me to send them a thank you message when I got home? I would not. I would not. I would not. In fact, the person will forget money in my account. It was when I said it here on Sunday, I remember to go back home to tell the person thank you. Because I looked at what the person left. It's not that I've not tasted it before. It opens your ear to instruction and command so that you can turn from your wicked ways, from iniquity, from things that have taken you off course. Now, verse, verse, uh, verse 11. Verse 11. If they obey, you have a choice. Did you see that in the scripture? You have a choice. If you obey and serve him, you spend your days in what? In prosperity. And your years in pleasures. Verse 12. Verse 12. But if you do not obey, what happens? You perish by the sword. And you die without knowledge. That's why it says my people perish for lack of what? For lack of knowledge. So what I'm giving you today is that I'm not just designing an atmosphere for you to, to, to know what is called help for help. I'm trying to push you into that environment. Because what some people are expecting is that, ah, once they say hell from above, it should be a fire pack service, it should be prophetic, person should be dropping bombs. No. I'm taking you to the address so that, it, see, so that it will not be a one-time experience, it is going to be a forever experience. Because what a lot of Christians enjoy is one-time experience. I want to make it a lifetime experience for you. So I said last time, I said to be corrected by God is a sign that help is coming. To be corrected by God is a sign that what is coming? That help is coming. So now let's close this. What are the factors that makes it very hard for people to embrace correction? What are the factors that makes it hard for people to embrace God's word? I said to you last Sunday, I said number one is pride. Number two is anger. Number three is self-centeredness. I told you I had about seven, so let's start with number four. What's number four? Over familiarity. Over what? Over familiarity. Before I read the scripture, let me tell you something. The moment you become familiar with spiritual exercises, spiritual principles, spiritual systems, it's very hard for you to embrace anything that will ignite a better growth. That's why I love the scripture. It says, speak in diverse kinds of tongues. Because once somebody knows that he can say, he feels that's the entirety of tongues. I don't know the meeting I went for and I said, you can sing in tongues. You can communicate in tongues. You can dance in tongues. The best one look at me, what's this guy saying? You can pray in tongues. 
Man, if you want to see people communicating in tongues, take a trip to Christ and mercy. Take a trip there. Hey, bro, John, how you doing? See you next Sunday. I'm like, what that be? What's going on? Until the Holy Spirit began to open my eyes. One of the things Pastor Chris will tell us is that tongues is not just only for demolishing the enemy. It puts you back to your spiritual setting. It brings you back to a good spiritual culture. It brings you back to your sensitivity of who you are in the spirit. So learn how to speak in tongues in case you're here and you think you only speak in tongues when you come to church on Sunday. Some people only even speak in tongues when the music enters. They should not ignite you to speak in tongues. They should not. They should not. And there is no atmosphere on that planet Earth that you cannot speak in tongues. Why you are, let me say it the way and the bottom mouth why you are poo-pooing as the thing is harsh. Speak. Why you're doing a business deal? Speak in tongues. Why your conversations with people speak in tongues? Anytime I speak to Joe Praise, he's like, hey, brother, how you doing? How's ministry? I'm like, we're doing well. God is faithful. He's like, man, I love everything I see on social media. God is faithful. Come on, let's just go ahead and speak in other tongues. When he's saying it, I'm not fully dressed. I'm on boxer. But yet, I still speak it. But somebody feels like, ah, it's not spiritual. Ah, boxer, singlet, naked. Ah, speak in tongues. No, God will not like it. He likes it. Because one of the things I've learned about the Holy Spirit is that he loves a man that is naked. A man that has nothing to hide. A man that is not too corporate before God. Because that's the way some people want to run their Christian race. They want to act too corporate to God. I don't know if it was Pastor Matthew Shemolo that was ministering in a program. He said, I'm imploring you to pray. Pray in a way that you know what you are saying to God. God will understand. I appreciate the fact that in THN Church, we have giant praise. We have giant praise for nation. They call out prayer point for you. My brother and my sister, if, you, if there is a way you know how to fully express your, to God, express it. Remove vocabulary. Say, okay, let's... I feel many people that when you tell them to pray, they're like, all right, let's pray. Father, Lord, we thank you. Jesus, you're awesome. We'll give you all the praise. Back in the scriptures, your word reminds us they form. Continue. Going about the circumstances in the society is beyond our imagination, but you surpass our expectations. Continue. Like I would say, the fire has not burnt you enough. My father, my God, why have thou forsaken me? Express yourself. Even Jesus did not form vocabulary at the cross. He shouted, my father, my father. You are still from, you, you want to show everybody in the church that you went to school. Continue. You want to show them that you can pray. Express yourself. You need to see me when I'm praying. I think that's one thing that made me love MFM. They don't think twice. If it will die, let it die. If it will catch fire, let it catch fire. 
There is no mercy. So in THL, whenever you see the prayer point, my brother, disregard the English. Pray your own. Pray. Express yourself. Express yourself. So I was talking about it over familiarity. Let me open to Matthew chapter 13. Matthew 13, 54 to 58. Matthew 13. Matthew 13. He said when he had come to his own town, he taught them in their synagogue so that they were astonished and said, where did this man get this wisdom and mighty works from? Verse 55. Is this not the carpenter's son? How dare you believe this man of God? Is this not the same guy that broke your sister's heart? Is this not the same guy that cheated you? Is not his mother called Mary? Are his brothers not called James, Jesus? That Jesus is actually Joseph. Simon and Judas. Those are Jesus' brother. Verse 56. And his sisters. So he didn't just have brothers. He had sisters. Are they all not with us? Where did this man get these things from? Verse 57. So they were offended at him. Because they would not expect such a wisdom from a carpenter's son. They were expecting Jesus to be telling them two by two, four by four. They prove. But Jesus said to them, what did he say? A prophet is not without honor. Except where? In his own country. Let me break the English down for you. What he's saying is that there is no prophet for, there is no honor for a prophet in the place where he should be honored. Verse 58. Verse 58. Now, what happened? What did Jesus not do? Jesus could not perform mighty works amongst them. Why? Because of their unbelief. Because of their familiarity. You see why I say don't get too close to a man of God. So because he's your dad, he's the pastor. He's not saying, I sense the spirit of the Holy Ghost right there. Oh yeah, receive it. You, you are now the pastor's daughter, or pastor's son. You are looking at your dad like this. He says, is it the dad that slapped me this morning when we are coming to church? If some of you have gotten so familiar with your biological parents that even when they pray for you, to say amen is difficult. I'm telling you the truth. To say amen is difficult. But once it comes from a pastor, amen! Your mother is telling you, you will succeed. Mommy, time to law. Amen. Amen. Mommy, let's go. I am not trying to deviate here, but let me tell you something. The blessing that comes from your blood is far better. It works faster than the one that comes from your pastor. I'm telling you the truth. I'm not saying when I pray, don't say amen. If your father causes you, it will take me extra work to remove it. In fact, I will have to go and beg your dad to be the one to remove the cause. But if a pastor causes you, look for a higher pastor. He will remove it. How do I know this? Was it not Moses? What did Moses say to Judah? He said, let Judah live. Judah was cursed by his father. So you disregard parental blessings. That's why I'm against those that will say, I'll get married against my father's will. Don't try it though. The best prayer campaign is that God should kill your father before the wedding day. So you can have the wedding at peace. 
But he said, Pastor, my daddy is just hard. He's too tribalistic. I don't know. The guy I want to marry is from Jigawa State. My daddy said, no, I should not go to Jigawa. I love him with all my life. No man has touched my life like that Jigawa boy. <laughs> Muhammad is the love of my life. Pastor, he's not just Muhammad. He's a fire-branded Muhammad. If your father says no, see, be praying around the no to turn to yes. Say, Pastor, I don't care. As a matter of fact, I'm even going to Jigawa. I'll just let Muhammad get me pregnant. My father cannot say anything. It's not me that will join you. You are better pray that two days or a day to the wedding, God should call your father home peacefully. And the day is calling him home. Don't be around the vicinity. Because if your father is about to die and he says, Ah, God is calling me home now. My daughter, make sure you don't marry Muhammad. Ah, you are done. Don't be there so that he will not even remember you, that you exist. Over familiarity could not let Jesus do anything. Some people have gotten so familiar even with church. Some people even just show up at church because it's 950 that pastor comes home. That's when I'll come up. In fact, the most dangerous one is when you get too familiar with prophecies. Say, I, I, I met Pastor Adeboye, I met Bishop Boyedekbo. They said I would be a great man of God. And you keep sleeping around. You keep doing all kinds of things. Ah, okay. You will eventually be. You will eventually still be that man of God. But guess what? You might not enjoy the lifespan that comes with that prophecy. If that prophecy is to last you for 70 years, you probably might do 10. Because you're packed out. Number five, emptiness. Emptiness, lack of wisdom, makes it very hard for people to embrace God's word. There is nothing on the inside of you that can resonate with God's word. There is nothing on the inside of you that finds a good balance with the word. So whenever they are administering scriptures to you, whenever they are exposing you to the light, you are not seeing it. Proverbs 18 verse 13 says, To answer before listening, that is foolish and shameful. Let's, let's put it on the screen. Proverbs 13 verse, 18 verse 13. He said, He will answer a matter before he hears it. Is what? Is fully and shame to him. Let me say it in your abundant way. It's foolishness and shameful. That's why help is far from you. That's why it's hard to resonate with God's word. One small thing happens to you, you are so quick to answer the matter. If you find those who put blames on people, something has happened to you, have you gone back to your quiet place, to your secret place to find out why it happened, but you're so quick to put a blame? One of the earnest things the Holy Spirit taught me when I was going through my financial crisis, he said, do not forsake good relationship with people because that's the only thing that can bounce you back up. If you find people that are going through some kind of funny crisis, you delete all your friends. Their most annoying one is that those kind of people, they will delete all their social media accounts. They don't want anybody to hear from them. You think you, think you are the holy one in some people's life? 
have 12,000 followers. If you unfollow me, I will not notice. I will not. Say, say, I really, I really, don't, I really don't like. They, 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 they can't even sympathize with what I'm going through. I'm leaving that church. Listen, a church that is 5,000 sitter, if one person is missing, they will not know. They'll think he went to the bathroom. It's the truth. So as big as Faith Tabernacle is, you are fighting with Bishop Oedebo. Why? That when you were sick, he didn't come to visit you in the house. Really? You know those people. They leave church. They leave the department. They're like, my departmental leader did not check up on me. You see, your departmental leader too might be going through some worse fire. Listen, good Christians, they know how to hide fire. Do you hear what I'm saying? Good Christians know how to hide fire. How do I know this? How many of you know this great man of God in Lagos, Pastor Itwai Gadolo? The very day he lost his wife, he still went to perform a burial for somebody. And they asked him, they said, why did you find the strength? He said, once I have given you my word that I'm coming, he said, nothing can change it except God. He said, I went into my room and said, God, I'm going for somebody's funeral and I just lost my wife. I need strength. And he went. Do you know while he was at the funeral, he, there was no announcement made. Early in the morning, then there was still COVID. He still had morning service. It was when he got back home in the evening, he went to meet his children and said, we've lost mommy. In fact, his brother said, I've never seen this kind of strength before. So you lost something, you now break down. Say, I will not stand up from this place until Peter's come and talk to me. I, I'm looking for my pastor. I don't see, I don't jump out of my house like that. I don't. I don't. There was a time minister told me, called me one time. I said, uh, 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 Pitons, please, you need to come. The, the, this guy is acting like he's going insane. He's just saying rubbish. He's saying Kano. He's saying Kaduna. I told them, I said, what is wrong with him? Pour water on him, give him food. I said, Pastor, this thing looks spiritual. He said, Pastor, you need to come now. I said, how many of you are there? He said, Pastor, we are here. All of us are here. We are praying. I said, if you are praying, so what magic am I coming to perform? Is it not the same prayer you are praying I'm coming to pray? I did not move. I was not even playing game. I think I was just in my house, just watching something. And how later they called me and said, Pastor, he has calmed down. I was happy. And I told them, I said, check his blood level, check everything. They said, ah, Pastor, you are right. I think it was his blood that was very high. I said, give him food. Give him drink. Lo and behold, the same brother came back to church the following day singing praise and worship. You don't want me to be rushing from my house because somebody is acting mad. Let's, even me with my rushing is madness. If you seen the way where somebody will rush and he will forgot that his boxer was wearing out, he will not get to the gate. Gate man will say, Ah, okay, boxer level. <laughs> see, ah, it's life and death. See, there is nothing life and death. There's nothing. There's a way you there's there's a way you walk with God that when some things happen, you sit down and analyze it. When Pastor Adeboe lost his son, one of the things, despite the fact that I had a good relationship with the son, one of the things that made me go for the funeral was that my spirit told me that I needed to hear what the father would have to say. Somebody was telling me, some of the youth pastors said, ah, I said, no, Pastor Adeboe, you're not going to say anything, no, you will not hear anything, no, that maybe this is when the man will even retire because, ah, he lost that son so much. I was at the funeral. The man recorded a video, not a single tear. What did the man say? The man said, as the Lord has taken him, he said, now he is refired to even do more. He didn't blame the devil. He saw it as God reminding him that there is more work to be done. What, what, what are you going through? 
your phone screen broke, then you stopped coming to church. Pastor, it's beyond that. Oh. The phone screen did not just break. Oh. I was actually, it was the choir leader that was calling me that I needed to be at church on time. So the way I was rushing, the thing just fell. So because of that, you're not coming to church. Because of that, you will not pray. Because of that, you will not serve God. That's lack of wisdom. That's lack of wisdom. Number six, condemnable character. Condemnable character. So many scriptures that talks about it. But time will not even permit me now because I want to finish number seven and we're done with this teaching. Your character does not speak well for you. They stepped on your toes. Every time your toes, they're hurting my feelings. Every time your feelings, like we don't have feelings too. Pastor, it's not that I don't listen, but there's a way they should talk to me. I don't take nonsense. Really? Pastor, everybody knows I'm all tempered though. This is not my first church. This is like my sixth church. All the church I've been to, they know. Nonsense. There was a time I was having a conversation with someone. I said, do you know there's something about you that you need to face? He said, Pastor, I know. I said, what is it? He said, it's anger. I said, no, this one passed anger. I said, because if it's anger, it's not all the time. Because you have friends around you sometimes too. I said, what I'm detesting here is that you do not know how to relate with people. You don't. One of the reasons why I, talk, I stopped taking public transport is because I can't stand it being in the same car with you and you, you not enter, you carry goat and chicken. You're not telling me to help you hold the goat. No, I can't stand it. That's, that, that's why I stopped. Left to me, I'll be taking public transport. It's less stressful. It's less stressful. If they bash the side mirror of a maker, it's to come out of the maker and enter another maker. But if they bash your own side mirror, the first thing you have to do is fight the person who bashed it and call your mechanic on how to fix it. That's extra work. Extra work. And if you can do strong guy, even if you are one minute to your destination, in this Nigeria, you can still collect your original T-fear from the maker guy because you will tell him that, hey, give me the bus stop, Timon Law, my, my money. And there's a way you hold the baba. He will respect himself and give you your 15 naira back. But I stopped. I told myself I can't do it. That's why mothers. He said, Uncle Ejeba, we don't have the same surname. How is he, my bro? I'm looking at him. Me, I'm chocolate. This one is Abino. And he's in bro. When do we give back to... Condemnable character. Can you just have a character where people will love you? Can you just have a character where people are pleased with you? Can you have a character where people will support you? Can you not have a character where everybody is in love with you? One of the earliest messages you can ever give to a man of God that is about to go into a ministry. No matter how prophetic that man of God is, no matter how anointed he can be, one person that can tear his ministry apart is his wife. 
if your wife is not lovable, no matter how lovable you are, your ministry will be torn apart. I'm telling you the truth. That's why I appreciate the wife that God has given me. Because me, THM members here, they, the workforce, they know my law. If it's your birthday, is if I see you, I tell you happy birthday. My wife is she's like, baby, today is uh, uh, John's birthday. I'm like, which John? It's like, John, now your protocol. I'm like, eh, happy birthday to him. She's like, no, we must celebrate. Celebrate who? It's like, baby, we can't do that. Oh, you know, we celebrated Tokwe last Sunday. We must celebrate John this Sunday. I said, who John? Help. I beg. So my wife would go out of our way, get cake, smile. See, my wife knows how to smile. Me. <laughs> oh, God. I think those that work with me in the workforce, they know. My smile has two meanings. It doesn't mean I'm happy with you. I can be smiling at you like this. I'm thinking of how to change you. I have to remove it. But my wife, very loving. Yesterday, my wife was talking to Miss Hope. I was here and was like, Miss Hope, thank you so much. Love you. Me. Sometimes Minister Toby is even greeting. I'm sure, I'm sure it must be the Holy Spirit that is helping this young man. He's greeting me, I'm like. It's not pride. That's just me. I don't have that spot to stand in front of you for too long. I don't have it. I don't have it. Sometimes you see me talking to somebody and they're talking too much. I'm pressing my phone. Not that there's something on my phone that is exciting. I've just lost the concentration. I've lost that vibe. But my wife, she can sit with you. She will hold you, hug you. She will she be asking you, how do I look? Me, ask you, how do I look? I know how I look. <laughs> so I'm advising young men here. You want to do anything that is connected to the society. If you are here and you just want to be a father, that's good. It's a good destiny. If you are here, you want to contribute to the society. You want to be recognized as a man of impact, as a man of good insight, as a man of good works. Do not marry a willy. <laughs> if you don't understand that word, ask the person and say, what does pastor mean by a willy? Because the truth of the matter is that most of the times when I go home, and I'm with my wife, there's a lot that has happened in church that we have to talk about. And I know it happens to some of you too. When you get back home, you've seen some things in church and you make it a topic of discussion. See, if your wife is uh, nonsense, sometimes I'll just get to my and say, I'll say, baby, I don't even understand. I'm, I'm tired of this workforce. Can you imagine that they did not clean the altar? If your wife is a, any other person, you say, who did you put in that department? And he say, I, I put Sister Labisi in that department. Sister Labisi, let me call her. Sister Labisi, what's, what, what's the problem? What's the problem? Like, to clean all ties. Because in her own mind, she's trying to fight for you. She's trying to defend you. You know when a, when a woman tells you, I can't I can take anything, but I cannot allow somebody to insult my husband. So she comes to... Cho- the worst part is when she now comes to the altar, she's not preaching. You see, I know you can see me. I know you can see me. I know you can see me. My husband will be coming. You cannot agree. Why you? Where were you when we started this ministry? You see, you got caught on my husband. God punished the devil. Continue. 
they will start walking out of your church one by one. One by one. Condemnable character. Your in-laws tell you they cannot come to your house because they know who you married. Your sister calls you on the phone and says, is your wife beside you? I don't want her to hear what I want to say. Condemnable character. Condemnable character. it, It resonates. You understand what I'm talking about? Part of this condemnable character is when some people, I call it switch. And I will explain what I mean by switch because I'm already on the last part. Switch is when I'm standing in front of you and I tell you how I feel about the church. I tell you this is what I feel about P. Thoms. Then you agree with me that yes, P. Thoms is not doing well. How come when P. Thoms is preaching, he's, uh, he's just doing guy guy, he doesn't send anybody. I want a pastor that can release prophetic word. Then I now come to you. I'm not telling you how much I love P. Thoms. Ah, he's my spiritual father. I can die for him. But I have created a wrong seed in this one. That's one of the dangers of condemnable character. You are creating different kinds of seeds and impression in the heart of people. So by the time they want to help you, the first thing they are looking at is not your challenges. They are looking at your errors. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the absolute truth. That's why they will advise young guys, if you are going through financial struggles, don't go back to your ex to ask for help. Because the first thing, before she helps you, she's first thinking of how you broke her heart. So even if she has what it takes to help you, she won't release it. I learned that the hard way. I was so hungry. I was so hungry that day. I had to call on my head. Yeah, where's your mom? I said, I, I, said, I can't tell my mom I'm hungry. I said, you said you tell your mom. He said, there's nothing between both of us again. I'm not responsible for you. I'm telling you, that's mistakes some people make. That's why I advise somebody who is leaving a, an organization. Listen, live on a good note. Don't see the fact that you got a better job. Don't go, don't be at the previous job and quit on a messed up level. Because behold, you will one day need them. You will. You will. Especially those who are called into ministry. Especially those who feel that one day they will serve a ministry. Do not have records with different churches. Do not. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Do not have records with different churches. They keep track. They keep track. And one thing people don't know in church. Let me tell you what some people don't know in church. You want to hear it? Pastors don't know how to expose their relationships. That's the truth. Pastors don't know. Pastors don't know. I've had somebody call me before and the person was like, Ah, I said, Thomas, please, I really, I really... I don't know, I don't know, I, I really need help. I was like, what help? He said, ah, he said, we are trying everything. We want to bring Mommy Tokman Labi to our church. Like, we've gone through everything. It's very hard. It's very hard. Do, do you know somebody that, can, that we can talk to? Like, this, this, that. I said, but wait, the last time you spoke to her, how much did she say she wants to try? Ah, he said, she's starting us 2.5. It's too much. It's too much. Immediately, I said, she's my spiritual mother. But he said, it's a lie. It's a lie. She's just spiritual mother. I didn't know. Ah, please help us tell her she can come for free. It's the truth. Pastors don't know how to say it. I was with some brothers in the faith, and they saw how Bishop Boyedepo hugged Pastor Kumuyi. And the person said, No, 
I think they are just reconciling on stage. I said, were you there when the fight started? He said, no. He said, he said the, 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 in fact, let, let me say this. For a longest time, people thought redeem and winners were like this. Because why? Redeem, they cover their hair. Winners, they don't. People thought they were like this, only to now realize that Bishop Oedipo's spiritual father is Pastor Adepo. So you have joined them sowing different negative seeds. Somebody once asked me, he said, who is Pastor Chris spiritual father? I said, ask Bishop Benson Daosa. He said, no, it's not possible. That man does not mingle with anybody. Listen, Pastor Chris is one pastor that has relationships with almost every Nigerian pastor, but you will never know. So you, you are there, you are allowed in all your relationship, you are allowed in everything. That's why it's easy for the enemies to come and sow discords among you. You must learn how to keep some things private. You must learn how to keep it. I looked at other spiritual sons of my spiritual father. I think they were telling me, they were like, ah, can I shock some of you with this? Do you know my wife does not even have my spiritual father's number? My wife, she doesn't have it. She doesn't have it. Because she won't have it until the man himself gives it to her. So I asked one of them one day. I said, ah, I said, Pastor, this, why are you using two phones? Ah, he said, one phone is for Baba. The other one is general phone. Ah, I said, what do you mean? Can't you save the number on the same? I said, no. He said, nobody touched this phone. He said, I did not even, even save the number with his name. Ah, I said, why? He said, because somebody... The day Frank Edward was kidnapped. Why was he kidnapped? Because they wanted to get direct access to Pastor Chris. Frank Edward gave them the phone. He said, I don't have Pastor Chris' number. I don't have it. They searched the phone. They did not see anything like that. If I tell you what Frank Edward used to save Pastor Chris' number, it will shock you. Somebody saving his spiritual num- father's number with Twali. Last one. Clouds of darkness. Clouds of what? Darkness. It makes it very hard for you to hear the word. It makes it very hard. Let's check John chapter 11 verse 10. John chapter 11 verse 10. John chapter 11 verse 10. If one walks in the night, what happens to him? He stumbles. Because what is not with him? The light is not with him. The light is God's word. You will always stumble walk, once you keep walking in perpetual darkness. What is darkness? Once your relationship is crowded with dark people. That's why God could not even perform every anything at the beginning. Because why? The whole place was offering with darkness. Stop loading your space with dark people. I'm not talking about charms. Stop loading your space with dark people. And you're saying you want help. Stop it. In the course of this teaching, I am intentional about people's space because that's where the help comes from. I'm not saying you should not believe that God can send supernatural help from Kenya to come and meet you in Nigeria. But listen, before that Kenya man arrives to your space, Nigerians around you must have helped you. Must have. That's why I advise you whenever you're hearing testimony in church, maybe take some time and wait after service and go and ask the people, say, tell me the truth. I'm telling you the truth. 
Somebody comes to me and says, I want to share testimony. The God of Peter is alive. I was miraculously healed of cancer. Some people just think it's just magic that he woke up one morning and cancer left. He must have been taking drugs. He must have been going through all kinds of medication. He must have visited the hospital. They won't tell you that part in the testimony. To make it worse, don't watch testimony from Christ Embassy. Not that it's not good. You would think it's magic. So has the man of God worked in? Lisa was sitting. She couldn't stand. She's been paralyzed for 31 years. But as the man of God worked in, he just looked at her, stretched forth his hands to her, and said, be healed. Immediately, she got her healing. And the next thing, interview. Lisa. Lisa, can you tell us what happened that day? Man, it's a lie. Because I walked there. What happened? They camped them in healing school for a period of weeks. They have teachers coming there to teach them the word. Not the word. They are pumping faith inside them. They also have medical practitioners who come there, tell them that, okay, this leg is hurting you. How did this start? Have you used this medication? Have you used this? Let's talk about your food. What do you take? What do you eat? So by the time the man of God is walking in, there's enough faith on the inside of her that once the man passes by her, she receives her healing. But in your mind, you're like, ah! Alone, Pastor Chris, he just walks beside people and they stand up. It's not so. It's not so. Healing school in Christ Embassy must have been running for two months or maybe I think some weeks. Pastor Chris comes in on the last day. And the truth of the matter is that even the person on the wheelchair has already, the person more than likely is already standing up gradually. But the moment the man of God steps in, there is something that resonates with your faith. That's why even Jesus said, have you not considered the miracles that Jesus performed? Jesus will say, I can't do anything if you don't believe. But you are looking at, ah, that's a supernatural thing. No. That's why you must be intentional about your space. Help from above, watch your space. If you will not add value to my life, let's end it here. If you will not contribute to my growth, get off my way. Some of you are loaded with friends that love to borrow. That's why you end up borrowing. You're loaded with friends that they amplify sickness so much. Any little thing is just a slight pain. So even you too now, before you know it, have you, have you noticed that you pick up some languages and slogans very easily because of the kind of people you're surrounded with? Very easily. Very easily. In fact, if you stay too much around a friend that loves to dance, something tells you that your own dance step is not legit. It's your friend's own that is legit. It happened to me. It happened to me. The days of Makosa. My cousin will always do... So I started learning. Some of my dance steps that I dance here, I've learned it since secondary school. Nothing has changed. <laughs> Nothing. You want to get better. You want to experience help. Let's start with your space. When I say your space, let's start with what? Your space. Who are the kind of people that are there? Make friends with good people. Make friends with people at the top. Stop speaking against people at the top. Have 
Philip found out that those who speak evil against other men of God, the day they meet them, their mouth is kept quiet. They can't say jack. They can't say jack. They can't say jack. I know today those who are trying to relate with me and they are like, how can we meet Reverend B? How can we Reverend B? It's a blessing to the body of Christ. These were the same folks that were speaking rubbish about me. Because all you all you are focused on is what the media has to say. The media is a selling is a selling platform. If I want to draw traffic to my space, if I want to draw traffic to my space, all I just need to do is go on social media and post something. The secret between me and one father of faith, I'm sure everybody is ready to know what that secret is. And that's what they're using on YouTube for most of you now. The heading does not correspond with the video. See what Pastor Chris did to Pastor Selman. Eh? Let me see, let me see, let me see. By the time you are watching, sometimes before I watch, I'm looking at the comments. When somebody say, get your facts right, the title does not correspond with the video. I just turn off. Because that's what they used to get you. See where Pastor this gets his power from. You are eager to know. Where else will he get his power from? Some people just feel like the power can never be supernatural. There is more to it. There is more to it. And this is just the truth. A real power, a real power, is not in the miraculous works. It's in the expression of wisdom. Real power. Because anybody, any cook and cannon can perform miracle. Anybody. Anybody. Abalis, they perform miracle. Witchcraft perform miracle. Wizard perform miracle. If I those ones are even fast. A pastor was this can you play me some worship there? Let's worship the Lord. Witchcraft, you know they think and scary. Pra papa. Oh yeah, stop. Wisdom. He said, if a person walks in the night, he will stumble. He will stumble. Walk out of darkness. Tell the person beside you, say, walk out of darkness. Walk out of darkness. Walk with light. Acts chapter 26 from verse 17. Acts 26 from verse 17. My last scripture. Acts 26 from verse 17 to 18. He says, I will deliver you from the Jewish people. As well as from the Gentiles to whom I send you. Verse 18. Verse 18. It says to open their eyes. Why? In order to turn them from what? From darkness to light. And from the power of Satan to God. Why? So that they can receive help. So that they can receive forgiveness of sin. So that they can experience divine help. They can experience help from above. And inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith. In me. Beloved, I wish I would not have to end this teaching, but let me say this. I said it before, but I think some words need to be reamplified. Reprogram your space to suit your destiny. Did you hear what I just said? Reprogram your space to suit your destiny. You might need to go back home today and check around you and tell yourself, I have 500 contacts. I really don't need this 150. Check it. One of the first things I did when I came back to Ibadan, I made a promise that all the guys I grew up with, I was never going to go look for them. 
Because there is no how you look for them, you lose focus. I made up my mind. Look at how God will have it. Some of them are coming one by one to come and check what's happening. I made up my mind that I was just going to focus on my work. Because I didn't know how God was going to do it for me. I didn't know how God was going to help me. So I just want to focus. Because if a friend that you grew up with realized that you came back to Nigeria with 20 million, the first thing he's telling you before you go and start church is say, let's go and buy land somewhere. Let's build out so. Let's celebrate your arrival. Have you seen where people say, let's celebrate your arrival? Like I, I died before. Ah, tomorrow I said the land of America, I just say party. They will tell you we are only 15 in this party. You'll be shocked. You are saying 65. Spend all the money. Then you are not you are you, you, you not going to meet that same friend and say, eh, but actually, God says I should come and start. You will have told us now, we won't have done the party. You know what you do? like you go back again and work for another money. Oh. That's the message some of you make. If I, 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 I tell some people, that's why you have the stereotype that you should hide certain things from certain people until it emanates before you tell them. Listen, if your space is crowded with the right people, you'll be excited to tell them. The reason why you are keeping short, your wife is pregnant, you, you hit her. You told her to go and stay in her mother's house till the baby comes out. It's because, you are, because the people around you, some things are not right. I'm just not right. I'm not saying you should not be uh, be diplomatic about things, but if you're hiding everything about your life, you end up buying fake. I I went through that. I went through that because I didn't want anybody in my business. I didn't trust anybody around me. I discovered. Thank God for my wife. I discovered that most of the things I was buying was fake. And this is about I, I never knew about I never knew about eyes as open. You know when somebody is doing something for you and it makes you feel like he's doing you a favor. I will not be the one saying thank you to the person. My wife will say, stop saying thank you now. I said, baby, he really tried for me. He said the thing is 50000 and he sold it for me for fifteen. That's a huge favor. My wife is like, it's not a huge favor. Let's go and find out the original. I said, what else is original about it? This thing is inside Pali. There's still nylon on it. My wife is like, let's go and find out the original price. Only to go and find out the original price is seven five. The stupid me will say thank you. The person will call me again and say, Ah, Pastor, how is the TV? Is it fine? Is it working with ah? I say, Ah, I say, Baba, it's shake gone. Thank you so much. God bless you, sir. I'm sorry, Baba. Please send me your account number. Let me just surprise you. I'll be surprising somebody that is selling me fake. But imagine I had the right people in my space. Then I tell them, Hey guy, we want to go and get TV. It's like, ah, Pastor, don't go here. Let's go here. I'm telling you. Some of you are falling victims of such things. You're hiding your girlfriend till two days to the wedding. To now realize that your best man has dated her. You are not confused on the wedding night. It's your fault. It's your fault. You knew who was going to be your best man. Don't bring your wife to be to your best man two days to the wedding. These are, there are things you see in movies, but they are reality. Me, when I was dating my wife, I showed that everywhere. Showed all my spiritual fathers, all my mothers, mentors, showed everybody. And I was telling her, I said, as I'm taking you to them, if anyone rejects you, it's bye-bye from them. I was showing her. For you, you are hiding. 
Say, ah, pastor, I've lost many relationships. Let, let's keep this one private. It's only you and God that knows about this one. Some of you are so scared that you cannot, on the person's birthday again, you will not even say, happy birthday to the, to, 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 uh, how do I even say? Uh, happy birthday to my wife-to-be. You won't say that. You say, happy birthday to the prayer sister coordinator of our church. Thank you for being a blessing to our life, especially to me. It's people like us that can read in between the lines. It's happy birthday to my sister. Thank God for THN. That was how I knew you. God bless you. Thank you for serving our man of God. But in your mind of mine, the relationship is already two years, three years. If it's yours, they can't take it from you. Can I get an amen? amen. So ladies that are here, if he's hiding you till two days to the wedding, that's a red flag. That's a red flag. I don't even know how I got here. Did you get something this Sunday morning? I'm one pastor that will just always pour out my heart to you, pour out my mind. Somebody sent me a message and said, Pete Toms, I love you because you want people to be at the same level where you are. That's the truth. If I'm a millionaire, I want my church to be filled with millionaires. In fact, it helps us not to run debit. Because once everybody has the money, we're fine. Fine. That's why your Bible will say if you are the only rich man in your family, you are still poor. You are still poor. I want everybody at the same level. I remember when I was praying at Shamaol that I want our parking lot to be filled with cars. It started happening. I was checking through the camera today. I just saw cars. And that's how it's going to be. That's how it's going to be. So by the time service is over, I am not telling my wife to hurry because I don't want to carry somebody. Because everybody has a car. Some of us do that. You won't leave service on time. You just sit down. You can't say, drama never go, drama never go. So when you finally step out and you see drama too stepping out, nothing is wrong with your car. You just go open the bonnet. You don't be touching and touching. Drama will come to you and say, ah, sir, what's happening to your car? It's, it looks like it's overeating. Drama that does not like Wala. Sorry, sir. <laughs> Drama just walks away. But the truth of the matter is that the guy is not over it. If we are all blessed, there will be no room for gossip. If we are all blessed, there will be no room for hatred. If we are all blessed, there will be enough room to love. You will not be looking at somebody else and say, ah, there is more to this, there is more to that. Help from above is an experience for everybody. But let's start with checking our space check your space. What is there that should not be there? Did you hear what I just said? What is there that should not be what? That should not be there. Rise up on your feet this morning. We believe you have been blessed by this audio podcast and we never like to close without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Would you say this prayer with me? Dear Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart today and I am making you the Lord of my life. Amen. Congrats, you are now a child of God. Thank you for listening and downloading Tamiwa Oluen Podcast. We want to take over nations for Christ. Partner with us today by visiting www.heavennation.org forward slash donate. Kindly subscribe to get update of new messages and share with your friends and families. We love you and we celebrate you.